This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So all of my childhood up until 15, I thought my dad was my dad, but he wasn't. everyone i'm your host alanized and this is noche de pendejadas your favorite talk show turned podcast en donde yo traigo a tus influencers favoritos para platicar con ellos y posiblemente sacarles sus trapitos al sol please help me welcome tonight's guest Kristen dominique oh my god how are you babe i'm so good so i am so excited to have you here i'm so happy to can i just tell you something i i know we've like met before we've talked before but this is like a dream come true you were one of the very first people i started watching when i started my whole beauty career before i turned into like lifestyle so it's such an honor to have you here and i'm so excited to like hear more about your story and hear you know about Kristen. yeah i'm honestly so honored to be here your journey is amazing and inspiring so i just want to tell you that and also side note i'm obsessed with your voice i don't know why i keep having to do this like my check by the way i love alan's voice no you guys let me say something this is actually a first First time in a while we usually film in the morning mm-hmm. this is the first time we're filming noche de pendejadas en, en la, noche. la noche literally <laughs> you know what's so funny everyone always asks me like alan it's noche de pendejadas but the videos always go live at noon oh okay. and i'm like oh shit i never thought about yeah. that but like i'm not gonna be uploading a youtube video like no, at midnight that's ridiculous it's and ridiculous look, it's, it's fitting it's got fitting. the background i mean as long as you guys watch it at night yeah it's what matters you know mm-hmm. i feel like people watch it at different times but you guys like get <laughs> Tenemos a Kristen Dominique. Si no la conocen, yo le voy a pasar el micrófono so she can tell us a little bit more about who she is and what she does. Hi guys, I'm Kristen Dominique. I am 36 years old and I am a beauty content creator slash brand owner, mother, and your bestie. You know, you literally have been doing it all for so long and I'm so excited to have you here to kind of, you know, retell us your story, you know, let us know a little bit more about you and Deb. You know, obviously you share a lot online. You've been doing this for how many years now? Nine years. Nine years. That No, I mean, you've been uploading YouTube videos for... For 10 years. That is crazy. And I thought I was doing this for a long time and then when I think about you, I'm like, no, you've been doing this long. Forever, honestly. 
Actually, if I count, which I don't usually count it, when I was 23, I uploaded like once every six months, which I feel like doesn't really count. But I was when I was 25, I started doing That's when I got married. And I started um, doing it like consistently. So that's been like 10 years. That's when you took it serious. But you've been yeah, content yeah. creating for a long time. Um, for Yeah, for 10 years. I mean, even if you were uploading every six months, I feel like it still counts. Because right? I mean, bitch, okay. I wasn't doing anything six months before I even started <laughs> taking it serious, you know? Oh. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with the first question that I always start off with everyone. I want to know a little bit more about you as a child. How was Kristen Dominique as a little girl? So I'm from Houston, Texas. My mom was 15 when she had me, so she was super young. And I was just super creative. To be honest, I was raised... I have a really crazy childhood story. Okay. I feel like it's crazy. So all of my childhood up until 15, I thought my dad was my dad, but he wasn't. So for all the years previously, like I thought I was fully Mexican on both sides. Yeah. And not till I was 15, I found out that I was Portuguese, Guyanese. And I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> but like growing up, I, I had my stepdad, which I thought he was my dad, very abusive man very, very abusive with me and my mom. So I grew up very scared, like all the time in my childhood. I never knew what to expect. Yeah. Um, so I was always ready for anything, you know? My outlet was really just creativity. I would draw dolls. I would put makeup all over them. I would. I was obsessed with makeup. I think a lot of girls are when they're yeah. little and they see their mom doing their makeup and they're like, oh, I want to play. So I kind of, ever since then, I was like, oh, I love this. So I didn't realize how much of a passion it was for me until I was about 14, 13 or 14 years old because I started getting made fun of because of my under eye circles. Like, okay. it seems so silly, like so something so small. In middle school. In middle school. Or actually, high school. Actually, no, it actually started in 10th grade. Okay. I was like, I mean 10th grade. In fifth grade, I was 10. We moved to this area of town that was predominantly Hispanic and we were saving for a house and so we moved to this area and they thought I was Indian and so they would make fun of me because they didn't think I was Hispanic yeah. and I thought I was Hispanic and I was like no I'm Hispanic they're like you don't even know how to speak Spanish and I'm like in that year I learned as much as I could because my mom never spoke Spanish to me she's like a hundred percent she knows fluent English. Spanish. No, she knows oh, fluent. Her first language was, was but Spanish. But she does know English too, right? Fluent English. Okay. And so that's all I ever knew growing, growing up. Um, if it wasn't for my grandpa, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know Spanish at all. That year that I got made fun of because of my under eye circles, because I looked different um, from everyone else, I learned as much as I could. And so that's where I learned a lot of my Spanish. I'm still not 100%, but I am currently working on it so hard. How did you find out that your dad that you thought was your dad for oh. so many years wasn't really your actual dad how was that so well, there was a point where it was just it was really bad in like with my mom my my stepdad and myself he was just really um chaotic like you never knew what to expect and one day um they were outside and he hit her he like literally almost threw her to the ground oh my god i was 14 i will never forget this i just snapped like I saw it and I ran and I pushed him Yeah. and then he grabbed me and he threw me across the yard. And when that happened, 
that was the end. My mom called. We were visiting his family in San Antonio. My mom called a taxi and she, we left and never looked back. So that story was done. And then she finally told me, she's like, I wanted to tell you when you were older because I wanted to protect you, but this is not your dad. Your dad is someone else. And she took me to meet him. I understood she was so young. She was doing the best she could with what she knew and how she knew. Cause she was so, she's yeah. like a baby. She was only 15. Um, so she basically just laid it out there for me. And I was like, okay, you know, like, how did you take that like on an emotional level? Obviously you grow up, have this life thinking that, you know, this man was your father. And then your mom's like, Hey, he's not, how was that for you? Um, I was honestly so happy unexpectedly at first. Yeah. Initially I was like relieved, like, thank God, like this monster is not my dad. I, yeah, yeah. He's not where I'm not related to this person. Like he was so ugly to us. And I still honestly don't resent the situation because I know why she did it and why she was trying to protect me from it. You know, I commend her for that, but, um, I was never upset about it. I was more like, you know, why didn't you tell me? But I never was like, I, I hate that this happened or, you know, it just, ha everything happens for a reason. And I feel like it happened because it needed to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't upset about it. Obviously that's big news to get, especially being so young. Did you ever feel like you, like for a moment when you found out, you're like, oh my God, who really am I? Yes. Like kind of like a missing that piece that was like me. missing. How did you navigate that? I honestly was like, who in the heck am I? Like, what is my core? Yeah. So like, I wanted to meet this man so bad. I wanted to know like, what is this? Like who? And so, you know, unfortunately their family isn't very connected. They're from Guyana. They're okay. like Caribbean kind of island Portuguese. People. Okay. So, so they're not from Portugal, okay. but they're from Guyana. I got to meet the mother and or my grandma. She spoke in like, how I can explain it is like, this voice that sounds like Yaman, yeah, like I don't know, yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. very different. I didn't, I've never met this type of culture. So there was not really like any type There's of no connection yeah, or yeah. communication because they didn't talk much. So I didn't really get to connect with the family very much or him. But it was cool to know that, like, you know, oh, I'm I'm a little mix, and yeah. that's why I kind of look a little different, I guess. Um, but from my peers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it was fine. Nowadays, I think I talk to him like once a year or so. Is it awkward? <laughs> um, he's really goofy and funny. Um, it's never awkward. I always try. I, I feel like I thrive in the awkward situations yeah. because I'm so, I used to be so awkward and probably still am, but I just like, I'm like, what's going on? You're like, what's up? So he comes and goes, but I don't, I'm, my mom raised me. We have such a great relationship that I feel like I don't even need anyone else. Yeah. It's just like an ad. Like, oh, that's nice. Like, it's nice to know. To you know, know it's yeah. nice to meet the actual person who's your father. For sure. But it's not detrimental to my lively or like my mental, yeah. you know? It would have been different if you would have maybe met him or known of him very early on, you know? But I feel like you yes. met him already when you were already, a you teen. know, a teen, mm -hmm. you know? you already kind of knew what you wanted maybe for your life or you already knew the direction you wanted to where it was like uh where were you then you yeah, know what I mean yeah exactly nobody knows this story this is your first this time this is my first time talking about something so personal and I wanted to open up with you because you're just your whole podcast is just so like you're so down to earth and just 
understanding oh, thank you. and I love to hear the stories and I'm just like this is a great place to just open up a little bit no, and I'm so glad that you feel that way because that's what I want to give I want to mm-hmm. give a safe space for anyone who comes and sits in my chair to feel welcome to feel comfortable to feel you know with that feeling of like you know what I kind of just want to relax and share you know you have this crazy um childhood story was there ever any moment in your life maybe as you know a little girl that you feel like changed your life forever and made you become the women you are today you know what when that was happening with my stepdad at the time um i was also being really bullied at my school the school where i didn't know very much spanish okay and for the way that i looked and i so i i created this complex within myself this um insecurity about my face like the dark circles the like the way that i looked i just i i created a complex and my mom put me in dance and cheerleading and we had to put all this makeup on so like I would test it out you know and I'm like ooh um I like the way that looks but then once I hit like 12 years 12 years old the bullying continued like I went to a different school different people and it was the same thing my under eye circles oh my god it was like a constant thing and I was like I was like you know what I'm gonna take my mom's concealer and I'm gonna wear it because I wasn't allowed to wear makeup at all okay that's what I did I went to school with the concealer on and for some reason I swear to you I put the concealer on like this and then I went up in an angle because I wanted this to be like lifted yeah I didn't know that it was like lifted or whatever so I that was my first thing that I did and I saw like a huge difference on myself and when I went to school I swear to you I felt like people treated me different like they they were like the people that were like I was getting compliments basically like oh you look good you're you're like oh what's what's up with you you're like oh okay and so I I went home and I was like I told my mom like I took your concealer I put it on and this has been happening like I've been being bullied for my under eye circles and I want to do something about it like I'm tired of it at that point she was like I didn't know this you should have told me and she was like yeah I started putting on makeup and then I don't know what it was I and I think when for my like going forward to my YouTube career, when I started posting before and afters, they would go like pretty viral. Viral, yeah. And so taking it back to middle school, people were like, How do you do that? Like, I want to can you do my makeup? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I was just doing everybody's little like lift, and then I just started playing with their makeup. I didn't have that yeah, much yeah, makeup, yeah. so I would play with their makeup. And then in the locker room from middle school to high school, I became the locker room makeup artist. You became the MUA, the MUA of the high school. <sighs> for the for my period yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have a line of people and I would be doing their makeup and if we had dance shows or anything I'd be doing everybody's makeup and I'm like this is everyone's, too many people everyone would be like Kristen yeah, Kristen yeah. oh yeah, my yeah. god you became popular I and they knew me for that and so that's when I, I saw that when I created that connection with people and whenever I felt that confidence and I wasn't shy, I was a very quiet, shy person growing up. And even in my twenties, to be honest, but growing up, it was really bad. Like I wouldn't want to talk to anybody, look at anybody, but because of that connection that I had, it kind of opened me up. It kind of made me feel empowered and confident. And that's when I knew the transformative power of makeup. And, And that's when I became passionate about it. That's actually so beautiful that you took something that maybe at one point in your life seemed negative. You know, obviously you started doing makeup because you were getting bullied. People were making fun of you, but you took that and it became something that, you know, became so beautiful for you. Like now you're doing YouTube, you have a whole brand, you know, you're one of beauty's top beauty influencers. That is 
crazy. I want to know a little bit more. You know, obviously the years go by and you start creating content mm-hmm. on YouTube. You know, yes. how did that journey start? What was your first memory of being like, you know what? I want to start doing YouTube. I have. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. I just had my baby, my son, Jaden, which is 15. He's 15 right now. It's so crazy that my mom was 15. I was 15 15 when I found out and my son is currently 15 and he has his own story. But I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that is. That must mean something. It's angel numbers. (laughs) Angel numbers. Someone look it up for us. Someone look it up and put it in the comments. So I had just had my son and I was at home and I was looking up like makeup tutorials and I wanted to comment. So I had to create my own YouTube channel because I, the first person I ever saw was X Teener. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. It was X Teener, Candy Johnson, um, Dulce, Dulce Candy, Dulce Candy. And Michelle Fawn. And so like, I wanted to comment so bad and I was learning so much from them. That's how I started. And I was already doing kind of makeup on the side just for fun. Nothing serious. Like on people. On people. Yeah, okay. Ever since forever. But then actually like, you know, charging a little bit, like $20, like nothing crazy. <laughs> nothing like, like. Yeah, yeah. And then people um, would still complain. Yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? I remember in middle, no, in high school, I did some girls makeup for prom or I think it was like homecoming. I charged the girl $20 with Lily Lashes. Girl, you know, those 20, those are, those are would have been just $20. $22. Exactly. And I never got paid because she's like, you're so expensive. I'm like, girl, never oh. again. And that is why I never did freelance because okay. of that experience. You'll get that. Yeah. You'll so get then that. you obviously, you know, you were doing makeup. Mm-hmm. You started, um, you made your account. Yes. So I made my account and then I was like, oh, let me try a little makeup on myself. I didn't want to tell anybody. And I made one every so often. And that's, I would kind of play around with it. But... I, I came to a point, I was going to 
school full time. Okay. I was going to work full time. I had my, my, my husband being in, well, I wasn't married yet, but being in a relationship, having a child, having a full-time job and having a full-time school schedule is exhausting. And then trying to, to, you know, chase your passion and, you know, keep it. It was hard. So there was a point where I had to choose, like I had to let something go. Some things were slipping, you know, important things. And at the time I was, I had a really good job. We had just bought a house. Um, I, uh, I had to let go makeup. I was like, I let everybody know my returning clients. And I was like, guys, like, like teary eyed because this is my world. This is how, like what makes me happy truly, um, connecting and doing that, making them feel good. And I let them know that I had to let it go because I needed to focus on school, my family and work. Yeah. You had a busy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were like, why don't you just do your little YouTube that you do sometimes? And I was like, no, that's no. And they were like, well, you're going to, you'll never be able to do what you love. Just do it and see what happens. At the know. time, did you know you can get paid through YouTube? No, because I'm t- we're talking about like this years ago. 2013. Yeah. Like I don't so even think it was like a big thing. 2013. No, I, I didn't know that. So I started doing it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it on the weekends at yeah. night. And I was doing it. And then it started to grow a little bit. And my husband found out and he was like, oh, I didn't know you like, like doing this he's like let me get you a good camera so we got me a good camera and this was 2012 and um he's like you should post more so people can you know follow, like, you, follow you yeah and so i started posting more within that year i grew a little bit and i wanted to have fun with it like on the weekends we would go and film some shots of me walking out a shopping place like i think it was forever 21 and then i would like you know film lifestyle things with my son like eating like going to get ready to do this yeah. kind of thing and i was um, I guess Ipsy saw that Ipsy is a subscription yeah. box or a subscription bag of makeup. And somebody from Ipsy messaged me on Facebook and I was like, is this real? And yeah. I showed my husband, he was like, just see what they say. Like, I don't know. And so we wrote them back and they were like, yes, we're looking for style, like stylist. They called them stylists. Yeah, yeah. Like you. The Ipsy stylist. Yeah. Oh my God. You literally unlocked a memory. <laughs> did I unlock it? I did. I remember I used to go to the Ipsy studios, studios. in Santa Monica. Yeah, and they could film Where they would there. have the little events too in yes. their little studio. Yeah. That is crazy. They were like, we're looking for stylists. We love your creativity and your consistency. Um, we'd like you to come out. We'd like to offer you something. Can we get on a call? Yeah. And I was like... No, I was like, no, we just bought a house. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm working on trying to be whatever I was trying to be that I knew I wasn't going to be happy in, Yeah. but I was an insurance rep, by the way. Okay. I worked in member services for Medicare Advantage. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh my God. So that's like a whole different career. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Completely yeah. Different. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work in insurance. I'm going to do something with like accounting or I don't know. Um, and I'm horrible at numbers. So I don't know why I thought that. But um, he was like, you know what? Let's just see what they have to say. So we got on the call and Caesar was like, this is a one life opportunity. Once in a lifetime opportunity. He's like, if we don't take it, he's like, we need to try it. And I'm like, well, we just bought this house. What are we going to do? And he's like, we'll figure it out. Let's just go and see. So they gave me a contract for three years and they were like, I was like, okay, three years is good. Like, and so it wasn't, I wasn't making that much. Okay. Like I like at all even them like we were trying to we were like California oh my god you have to make so much money yeah. to live out there oh cause you were still living I was in, in Texas, Texas still yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and so um we made a deal with them to come over 
So I got in a U-Haul, me, my son, my husband, and my grandma. Oh my God. <laughs> my grandma like, was there for coming. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandma was like, let me help you because my husband had to stay back after okay. we moved in. He had to come back because he was um, a manager of AT&T's. Okay. Okay. So, so he, had to, he had to work. Back he had home. to work. So he, he's like, I'm going to move you in. Your grandma's going to be with you for a Aww. month and then I'll come. And I was like, okay. So we get in this U-Haul and we're driving to Brentwood. You guys, Brentwood is the tiniest streets ever. Yeah. In this big... Like barely one car to fit. No, in yeah. this huge U-Haul. And I, we're like trying... We were lost, confused, and stuck. Like in this little tiny street. So that's how it started. And we started with a one bedroom. That is crazy. You know what's so crazy? It's... It's amazing to hear how supportive your husband was because, you know, it does seem very like, girl, we have our whole life set up in Texas. Like, what do you mean we're going to move to L.A. to pursue this thing that we don't know where it's going to take, you know, because I feel like at the time, um, you know, I've been doing I've been in the beauty industry for maybe not as long as you have, but for a long time. I think Mm -hmm. I started when I was 17, 16, I'm 25. And I remember going to these events and I remember looking at you, Crispy, Desi, you know, Luster Lux. Uh I remember watching you guys and I remember always wanting to get the attention of Ipsy. I'm like, oh my God, I want to be like them one day, you know, like maybe when they go move on and do something else, like maybe they need other people to replace yeah. them as stylists, you know? Yeah. And I remember it was such a huge thing in a huge industry that it was cra- It's crazy to see and hear that maybe it couldn't have happened for you. You know, like if you would have had another husband that maybe wasn't as supportive, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have seen Kristen Dominique as an Ipsy stylist. No, not at all. That is crazy. So obviously you move. How was that transition from obviously moving from Texas to LA without your husband? I was lost, I was scared, and I was not growing, okay. to be honest. The first year, I was I was really scared. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to make it out here? Yeah. Um, and I think he, had a, he actually had to stay there a little bit longer in Texas. So it was really me, my grandma, and my crazy grandma, by the way. She's such a fun personality. R.I.P. She's amazing. Um, and my son. And so... He was like in, he was in kindergarten, my son, yeah. at the time. And this was in 2014. Okay, let me tell you the first representation of LA for me. I was in the elevators my first day going to work at Ipsy at 10 a.m. This is so weird. Did you guys have a yes, schedule? Yes, it was like when we first started, we had to go in at 10 and get off at five, four or five. It oh was like a God. clock in, yeah, clock yeah. out situation. Because I remember you guys even had like those videos that would be on the website, right? Yes. Yeah, we had an office. It was crazy. So I got in the elevator and this lady in this Gucci bag all Gucci'd out. I don't know why, because my apartments were not that, you know, yeah. I was just moving. I just moved in. So like, she was like, what do you do? And she looked at me up and down and I was like, like, I was like so intimidated. I was like, um, I do videos on YouTube. And she was like, oh, I thought you were like an actress or something, but it's just YouTube. She's like, how how long have you lived here? I was like, oh, I just moved in like the other day. And she was like, okay, well, good luck. And then she got off. But the good luck was like... Like sarcastic. Yeah, right, like, luck. let's see how long you last. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my heart sank to my butt. I was like, I'm not going to make it, you guys. And I walk out to the car. She's my car neighbor. Like, because we have yeah, yeah, yeah. parking spots. It was. I was like, great. I have to see her face every single day. So that was my first experience. I was like, immediately, I want to go home. I want to go home. I hate this place. And then I wasn't growing. And 
I wasn't fitting in. I was a very much a Texan girly. I feel like you guys were so much more fashionable down here. And I just wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't it. I, it just wasn't my place until that changed. What changed? What made you overcome those thoughts? Because you were, to me, you were that girly. Maybe that was the, the following year. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I remember when you guys got announced yeah. and everything. I mean, I've been doing, like, I remember when Ipsy, I, I remember when they were a subscription and then they became yeah. a, uh, you know, they introduced the stylist. Mm-hmm. I was there watching. And I remember seeing you girls really? like, wow, like, I want to be just like that. Did you go to a Gen Beauty? I went to Gen Beauty. Yeah. I went to, I'm telling you, I was there from the start. I was yeah. doing, I'm talking about. I don't know, 2015, 2014. Yeah, okay, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I've been I've been watching for a while and then I, I got introduced into the industry. So to hear you say that you didn't feel that way and I was like, oh my God, they're the girls. It's crazy. Why didn't you feel that way? Let me just tell you, okay, I had Desi, mm-hmm. queen, okay? Crispy, another artistic queen. Yeah. Katie, boss. Like I had these three girls that were killing it in the yeah. industry fast they knew i feel like my makeup skills weren't even there yet like i learned more being here Here. with them in the office like i learned more actually hands-on yeah and i was like actually i don't know how to do makeup until i got here like i feel like within that year i grew so much as an artist um i was no longer doing anyone else's face but makeup is an artistry in itself yeah so yeah i just kept practicing and like i have a lot of drive in myself i never say I never give up. That's one thing about me. I might feel like I want to give up, but I never let myself do it. Especially when it's, I think honestly, it's my, because it's my passion. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, and it's my whole family riding on my shoulders. A mix of those two. I was like, I got to keep pushing. I'm going to do it and yeah. I'm going to do it right. And I don't care how many times I fail. So within that year, I just, I went in, I learned, I took notes, I like on makeup and how to do better. And like, how can I teach people better? Like, how can I be better? And I just was consistent and it grew. I don't know. Honestly, I think, I think the first video that went viral for me was the power of makeup and it was Nikki tutorials. Yes. She did Uh it. And I was like, Oh my God, I feel her story because that's my story. And so I did mine. And my husband was like, that was the first video my husband helped me with too. Okay. And he was like, you need to do a side by side. And then I was like, Oh my God. Perfect. No, I think she did it. And then I was like, okay, yeah, that's how you do it. Because I feel like you you were doing doing the, you were doing the different types of makeup, right? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. He was like, he was the one that really was like, you need to keep that going. And so I was like, okay. So after that, everybody kind of like, was like, Oh, this is that girl that shows us how to do makeup, but this is her behind the scenes. Like this is really who she is. And it kind of made me closer to the people watching. And those subscribers became part of my family Family, on YouTube. And within that year, like by 20, I would say 2016, then my, my channel just started to blow up. It was like 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 4 million. And I'm, I was like, what every video, like I was looking at my numbers. It was like 100,000. Oh my God, this is amazing. 200,000, four, five, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million. That's like 13 million. Yeah. And I'm like, what is You're this like, what is going like, on? Like, You're like, like, who's playing a joke on me? I, yeah. know. I was like, somebody at YouTube loves me. Well, yeah. I want to meet them. I want to be their best friend. I don't know what was happening, but it was growing. And I, yeah, this was in within like, I guess I would say two years Yeah, that 2015 that year, by the end of the year, I was already doing so many great brand deals moved apart from Ipsy because I was like, 
And the thing is, if I go back, I was so nervous because I wasn't really making yeah. that much being an Ipsy stylist because I couldn't get any brand deals. I wasn't oh, okay, allowed okay. to get brand yeah, deals. Yeah. So eventually we, my, one of my good friends was like, you know, you can get brand deals and that could be your, your thing. Your like, thing. Yeah. Like that's so many people do it. And I was like, oh, but I can't. And she's like, yes, you can. And so we kind of talked to them and we switched the contract for a year before I left. Um, and I started getting brand deals and I was like, this is crazy. Like I was just grab holding on to every moment in like grounding myself. Like, is this really happening? Is this really happening? Like, How was that for you to grasp on the fact that, you know, obviously you said that you kind of grew so rapidly that you're like from 100,000 to a million to 13 million. Was that hard for you to grasp? Like, oh my God. Like, I just felt like it wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah, like, like those numbers it, like, those people. That's not me. Like, it's weird. I didn't feel like it was real. Yeah. But, so, but I just kept focusing on what I was doing. And, and, you know, I would go to events and I met so many people out here. I didn't know anybody out yeah. here. I have no family out here. And so everybody I know now is, you know, anybody that I'm going to personally hang out with on the weekend or for lunch, that is my legit real friend. Like I know this industry is a little, it yeah. can be a little wishy-washy, which I went through that too, but Everybody out here is literally my true... Everybody that I hang out with all the time is my true friend. You had to make family out here. I had to make you family. You had to. Yeah. And I'm glad you found your people. So obviously, you know, we know that your husband has worked with you for so many years. Yes. What was the moment that he was like, you know what? Let me leave my job. Let me move into LA and we can be a dream team together. So my emails were stacking up and um, I would send it to Ipsy. And then we'd, he'd realize, cause he's, he's very business savvy. Yeah. He's had several businesses that, um, he's tried and he went to school for business. And so he was very business savvy and he was like, you're not getting as much as you should. Yeah. And so he's like, let me ask if I could take over. And that was a struggle, but eventually he got to take over basically long story short. Um, so he basically became a manager. Okay. So, um, from that. I it did just, really well. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, thank you. Like he's taught me so much. He's taught me so much of the business aspect of it. Without him, I would, I would be yeah. really trying to figure it out. You know, what's so crazy. I love that you mentioned that because I feel like for a long time, especially in the influencer world, you know, I've seen it too with my boyfriend. I feel like a lot of people tend to have this narrative of like, oh, they're just an influencer boyfriend. Like they're just living off. But a lot of the time, they're the reason why we're thriving. Honestly. Like for me specifically, like, I feel like I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for the support, for the help. Like there's times where I'm overwhelmed and he's like, let me take over. Let me do it. Like it really is because of them that we're able to produce and do so much. Do you feel the same way too? Exactly. Yeah. They're exactly what you said. There's times where you feel like, okay, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like I, I'm not thriving anymore. Like what, and where you want to break down and he's there to put, like bring me up. Yeah. Like, no, you got this you he sees my future he's yeah. my backbone like if, if it wasn't for my husband I wouldn't even be in LA yeah so he is my like ride or die partner that is so cute that you 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 think about it that way because mm -hmm. a lot of people you know especially in this industry they get to the all-time high mm -hmm. and they forget who was there to help them for you your husband you know like you said he moved you out here because he really believed Be yeah he really was I mean if he didn't believe you probably wouldn't nope, even be here I wouldn't 
because you would have been back, you know, doing mm-hmm. your your nine safe. to five, your safe job. But because of it, you were able to thrive and, you know, become what you are now. So obviously, you know, you leave Ipsy, you have your ha moment where you're like, I can really do this on my own, I can make money, I can live well, Mm -hmm. you know, was there ever people maybe around you that doubted you? There was a lot of people that were really supportive, but at the beginning when I wanted to first start my YouTube channel, there was one of my coworkers, she was like, that's for little girls. Are you a little girl? Like horrible. And I'm like, I just like doing makeup on you. Yeah, I mean, I guess I am a little girl. You you got me thinking a little. Yeah, Yeah. but she's like, she's like, why? That's like, basically, that's a joke. Like, why would you do that? Like, get a real job. Get a real, like, yeah, get your head out of, and really work on these files that we need to work on, you know? And so that was, that was the worst comment I've ever gotten, but I kept going. And honestly, my husband is a risk taker. We're so opposite. If you see our personalities, they're, it's opposite. I'm safe. I'm like, you know, Caesar's a risk taker. He's bold. He says what he feels. And I do too now, yeah. but I've learned from him so much. And if it wasn't for his risk taking, you're right. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that step. And now we've like learned from each other and we created like we're whole. Yeah. You know, it's almost like what he's taught you so much that you feel like you're just as risk taking as him. Because yes. I feel like it's something, I feel like, you know, I grew up with that thing too. We're like, my, I think it comes from my parents. Like they were never safe. big risk. Yeah. yeah, they were safe. Like just check paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, enough to like pay the bills, enough to do we what we got to do to survive. And I feel like that for a long time kind of, you know, it wet. sets in it your head. It sets in my head. So I was yeah. always like, no, I just want to have enough to live comfortably. And I, for a long time, I struggled with that where I'm like, no, like it's not just about, you know, having enough for rent or having enough for bills. It's about, you know, doing more, doing, taking risks because you never know where it's going to take you. Yeah. So that definitely, he helped push that. And I'm lucky to say that there was nobody around me that, um, really took me down when I was in LA though. I had a, um, I had a comment from someone, I'm not going to say who it is, but early on they were like, basically you, I bet you feel lucky to be here. Oh. I bet you feel lucky to be having these opportunities in a condescending way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was, that was hard, but, um, yeah, I, my drive, my passion would never stop me. But I feel like, you know, obviously, you know, that comment at the time got to you, but there's a reason why you were there. You know, there's a reason why you're here. Yeah. You know, you worked your ass off, you know, there's, there's a reason why God places us wherever we're placed mm-hmm. and I'm glad you didn't give up, you know? Yeah. Obviously, you know, you've been doing social media for so long and we can, you know, as beautiful as beauty is, mm-hmm. we can obviously relate that the beauty industry isn't really as beautiful as it looks. You know, being in the industry for so long, do you feel like there's any misconceptions in the beauty industry? In the beauty industry. Or just in the world of, you know, that we're sucked in, in like the influencer world. The influencer world. I feel like the only, the thing that I can say about this is, obviously when I first moved here from Texas, I feel like everybody's going to be your best friend. Yeah. Everybody's going to be your friend. You know, no, it's not like that. What I've learned is we're all here for a reason. Yeah. And you have people in your life 
just for that. Some people are your acquaintances. Some people are your kind of like your coworkers and then you have your friends, but just know that not everybody's your friend and not every, you can't just blurt out your whole life like I'm doing right now. (laughs) I'm so much more like comfortable in myself that I'm able to do this. But back then I'm thinking this person is my best friend. Like we're besties forever. Like let me tell my whole life story. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, because that person just is being friends with you for the moment because you're at an event and you're getting to know each other and it's networking. Or because you're like the top dog, you know, like at At the the time. time. Yeah. Like, you know, like it was a big thing where people were like just climbing on people. Oh my gosh. You'll note, yeah. So if you are on top for a moment, you'll see a lot of people like herd to you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you dip a little bit or something and it's like, where's everyone? And that's when you kind of, that's how, when you know who your friends are. That's when you kind of realize because, you know, even me, when I first started to blow up, wow, everybody wanted to be my friend. And I was so ecstatic. Honestly, I was was like, like, oh, yeah, you're like, oh my God. That must be amazing. Yeah, I know. It feels good. (laughs) My personality must be. No, but then when you have like that low, where maybe people aren't talking about you as much, where maybe your views aren't the best, that's when you realize who really wants to kick it with you or wants to be your friend because they love you or because they love what you can give to them with your platform. And I feel like it's a tough pill to swallow. You know, I've had a lot of those in my, you know, years of doing social media, but I feel like it's a learning lesson. And I feel like being in the industry eight eight plus years, I feel like I've learned to not trust everyone, exactly. but give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. I like to do that. I do too. Yeah. I do a lot. I okay. like to like <laughs> believe there's good people in this Honestly, world. Honestly, I, you know, I'm the type of person, which I, I don't know if I should say this, but I want to, I just want to trust you. Yeah. I just want to love you and trust you until you do something wrong to me that I'm like, damn, I know where that person stands in my life now. And you know, it's so funny. I'm that, I'm exactly like that, but I feel like for a long time. If it wasn't for my boyfriend who kind of opened my eyes, I feel like I would still be giving everyone chances, chances, chances. I'm the type of person that like, if I'm going to give you me, I'm going to give you my all, whether it's giving you my connections, whether it's giving you everything I know in knowledge. And at the end of the day, it sounds kind of fucked up to say, but it's like, I've learned to not give all your knowledge to people especially like up front because you never i've I've had people that i feel like you know i gave them so much advice they took it and everything and now i'm like now they're gone yeah i don't exist like you never existed yeah it's crazy see that's a good example yeah that in or wanting to hang out with you all the time and then all of a sudden it's like what? Out of nowhere. And this? I still do it to this like, day. Damn. Even after people have fucked me over, there's times where <laughs> my, my boyfriend will be like, um, the people fuck me over. And then I'll be like, try to, you know, rekindle yeah. or just, you know, be a friend whenever they hit me up and be, and he's like, really? You're going to give that person that's fucked no. you over 20 yeah. million times a chance. Wait. And I'm like, I think they've What's changed. I'm an Aries, oh. but he's an Aries too. So okay. he kind of checks me because I'm just like the type of person that I, feel like everyone's good and I kind of get blinded by like you know I feel like he can see through people like oh they're just using you they just want this and I'm very like no bitch like they want to be my friend yeah and I get so blinded all the time and rest assured every single time he knows he knows you know he knows when people are just you know taking advantage for whatever the reason is but it's something that like I'm still learning and I feel like maybe you two in the industry it's something that you're learning you know as you go yes I feel like 
because I've been doing this for so long and because I've honestly been through so much of that, yeah. that I finally feel very safe with who I am, with who I trust and anyone new. Yeah. I know how to, I know how to do it. I know somebody's intentions. I can yeah. feel it. Yeah. Um, so thank God, but I know I've had, to, I had to go through some struggles before getting to that place and some heartbreaks, yeah. friendship, friendship, breaks. heartbreaks, break. I will cry hurt in the, the shower. Hurt the worst. I'm like, that hurts. I've literally told Danny, I was like, I've never cried. My boyfriend. I was like, I've never cried as much for him than I have had for the people that have done me dirty. Because you expect so much in you. You're invested. Yeah. You're a good person. I'm the type of person that literally likes to invest in people. I'm glad, you know, you've learned that over the years. So obviously in 2018, oh yeah. you launch your makeup yes. brand, Dominique Cosmetics, and the Latte Palette takes the internet by storm. How did that journey start? What made you create a brand to start off with? So... I had a brand deal okay. to do my own palette with someone and I was going through the process. Caesar's there with me and I'm like telling them exactly what I want, how I want it, the look, the vibe. And they're like, oh, we can't do too much of the um, design that you yeah. want. Or we can't do like, it has to be this formulation. Like it can't go too over budget. Or yeah, budget. It is. And so yeah. I was like, and Caesar's like, damn, I didn't know you know how to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, me neither. And um. And he's like, we should do it on our own. You know, we can do it. And yeah. I was like, let's do it. And so we, we literally, we, I mean, starting a brand is a lot. It's a big risk. It is. We've taken risks before. We're like, let's take it again. So, and by that time we were pretty good. And we're like, let's do something with this. So we canceled the brand deal. We're like, we're not going to work on it. I'm sorry. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, and I started my own brand. I had a I had a connection with a lab. They okay. actually worked. They reached out to me to promote their lab and how they make lipsticks. Okay. So I reached out to that lab and let them know I wanted to do makeup on my own. And the person there was like, I'll help you with your palette. And that's how it got started. She, she helped me figure out how to do everything, the formulation and give us advice on, um, packaging and all this stuff. Yeah. So I'm so happy. I had that connection and guys be like, treat everyone as just be a good person because you never know who yeah. you're going to meet, who you're going to see. Like you never know. And I'm so grateful for this person. Like so grateful. She taught me so much. Um, and yeah, we, we did the latte palette and it did really well. Yeah. It did really well. I was like, wow. Like you didn't know that did you had know. that like in you. Mm -hmm. How was, you know, obviously having worked with so many brands, having already had so many brand deals in the past, you know, you've seen brands come and go. What for you was like, you know what? This is what I want my brand to be different. This is how I'm going to differentiate from the other brands. What was that for you? I, I just, whatever I felt and I loved inside, I put it out. And I didn't really have, honestly, I had no idea like how I wanted to put the uh, brand together. I know like the look, but I didn't think about like the brand as a whole. Oh, yeah. I just thought about the product at first, product per product. And I, you know, my first palette was latte that was created because my mom and my grandma and I, that was our moment to kind of like cheese men, like get, you know, what's going on yeah, and yeah. drink our coffee. Like it was yeah, coffee, yeah. but I love my little, I love sweet, super sweet coffee. And 
is bougie. I'm like latte, latte, latte palette. Yeah, and yeah. so I have some, I had like fun colors for my grandma's crazy personality and just like everyday colors you would yeah. use. Was and your grandma so still here at the time? She was okay. here. And, um, so yeah, that was, that's how that one was created, that product. And then over initially when I launched, I think, I don't think, I don't want to say that I was, I was not the first influencer to launch. I was probably like the fourth or something. Um, there's so many huge, amazing influencers like Michelle Fawn with M Cosmetics yeah. and, um, who Marlena with makeup, makeup geek, geek. Yeah. and Laura Lee launched her brand a bit, a few, she was, you she launched before few. me. Yeah, yeah. Sona, Persona Cosmetics. The first. Yeah. And so I don't know, Ulta and Sephora, they reached out to me. And they asked me if I wanted to be in their stores. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah, I want to be in your store. Yeah. I want to be in your store. And they're like, oh, no, we can't do that. You need to choose. You can't be like, we're going to incubate you. So you need to choose. And I chose Sephora. So um, I was in Sephora for a little while in store on the little gondola, yeah. in the little section, um, creating, you know, product per product, putting my all in that little product. I didn't realize towards like, midway I was not looking at the big picture the big for the picture, brand yeah. so we rebranded I went through a whole year of that um and now we our brand looks very different from when I started um but yeah how was that though seeing your product in store seeing oh my gosh your little your vision because at the time it was little you, like you said you weren't thinking of like the overall brand I'm sure you were just focused on like let's the get this product. palette like you amazing, know yes, let's get it done yeah. did you at one point like think that it was just going to be that palette like obviously you probably didn't know how good it was going to do like how was no, that when it you did know, so well it's funny because I was like I want this to be like I want to I, this is my exit plan yeah you know but I still wasn't thinking of the big picture until you you have some products that do don't don't do so well, and then you get the comments and the feedback, and you're like, oh shoot, that makes sense. Like everything looks so different. Like who is Dominique Cosmetics? Yeah. Like we know we make good product, but who who are they? And so that's what made me want to rebrand, and that's when like all my stuff got out of Sephora. Now I'm barely getting back in. I'm online yeah. with my essential palette. And that sold out. It went back in. So it's doing good. But I went through that struggle where I was like, oh, not everything is doing good. Yeah. And this is hard because it's my money. I'm not, I don't have any investors. It's whatever I make, I put it in there. And in it, when it doesn't do well, that's a loss. Yeah, like, that's it a is. big loss. Because you have to pay for things before you launch. Like the before whole you thing. even get them. Yeah, too, the yeah. whole thing. You don't know how it's going to do. And if it flops, it flops. That That's a loss. Did so, you have like a lot of hardships like that? Oh, to sure. Where you were like wow, like I'm ready to give up. Yeah, like, I'm I don't like, want to do this anymore. Wait, like, is this like, what do I do? Cause it's not working. Um, at one point, especially during COVID. Oh my God. How was that as a business owner? COVID was a struggle. Um, my grandma passed away during, um, before, like literally a little bit before that. Um, so it was, it was so hard. My heart, my mind were not in the, my mind was not in the right place because my grandma passed yeah. and she was really close to me. I was really close to her. Um, so I, that was a struggle that whole year. I created a palette. I gave it, I gave a, a lot of the money to St. Jude to give back for cancer research. We did not know she had cancer, um, all this stuff. So it was a tough time. And in your, one thing I have to say about owning a brand is finding the right employees is yeah. tough because no one's going to take care of your brand the way, the way that you, you want are going to take care of it yeah and 
you know, we're a small brand and not everybody is up for being with having, wearing so many hats, you know, and they have to be really invested with your brand as much as you are. And that's hard to find. It is. I mean, it's realistic. Like not everybody's going to be like, Oh, I know you can make it. Like, it's like, I know some people are just there for the check. Tell me what to do. And I'm gone. And I'm gone. But if it's not growing, then I need to go. Yeah. So that's tough. Um, but yeah, we rebranded. I like, cut everything down a little bit on the orders. And we came back with this, if, I don't know if you've seen, um, we have like a mauve type of fresh, soft black font. Like everything's very yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like it's, kind it, and like, it's just, it's like love and light when yeah. I see it. And that's what I really wanted to start on. And I, I, have, co- I have motivational messaging in every packaging that I have. So yeah. when people look in the mirror, they see, it's just a little affirmation. Yeah to know that they're beautiful no matter what, whatever the, the, the messaging is. Because when I started, I started for the wrong reason yeah. and I wanted to, to change that with that. So it's empowering, it's love, it's light and it's, it's fresh and pretty. So it, it's more me. And I think that's why we're selling out so much. I can't even keep it in stock. They're like, girl, it's hard. No, your, your brow pencil. You know, what's it's funny. Gone. I've been seeting everyone talk about it. I got it in the mail the other day and I was like, okay, I need to sit down and do like a whole, you know, I wanted to try it out on camera. Yes. I haven't even tried it yet. I still haven't seen it. You know, what's funny. Kristen actually was like, do you have a brow pencil? When she arrived, <laughs> I was going to give you your own brow pencil, but I was like, nah, I'm saving that for my tutorial. Yeah. I was like, I'm saving that for my little it. review. But it's so crazy because mm-hmm. the demand and I'm seeing every when even on TikTok, people are talking about your brand so much. It must feel good. It feels amazing, Alan. Oh my god, I it feels so good. Like it, it's amazing to see that you know our brow pencils are selling out. Our brow gel is sold, yeah. sold out. Our soft pink powder is sold out. Like things are selling out to where I'm like, uh, give us a minute to bring it back. Like, has there ever been a product that you didn't think would have that much sellout yes, power? The powder. I was like, I, I created the concealer. The concealer was my, the reason why I started this yeah. brand. Like it's literally the heart and soul. And I was like, this is going to do amazing. It's a metal tip. It does all these things as great ingredients. And then I do the setting powder to go with it. I'm like, Oh, I just wanted to be smoothing and like have like a hydrating thing. And so that sells out. And I was like, wait, what? You're like, what about the concealer? <laughs> this is my world. Like, yeah. but yeah, yeah. That is crazy. It's, it's crazy how like sometimes like what we think is going to do good doesn't compare to the things that we're like, oh, like it might not do like yeah. amazing. It might do okay. It's a setting powder. It's a set. Everybody right? has one. You know, what's crazy. <laughs> I would think that maybe the concealer would do better. Yes. That is crazy. It's, it's just the audiences or whatever the customer is mm-hmm. looking for. So, you know, you have all these years of working with your husband, you know, on the influencer side. He, and then he comes on to Dominique Cosmetics. How has that been? It's, you know what, if it wasn't for him, I don't know what I would do. I'd tear out my hair, rip out my hair because it's a lot. Being an influencer, you have your schedule, you have your filming, you have your sponsorships, all of that. And then for a brand, you have your employees, you have your products, your launches. It's a lot. And he does, he's the, he's the CEO of the company. I was like, you handle the whole thing. I'm going to create, I'm going to test the formulation, make sure it's amazing. I'm the vision. I am the pack. I'm everything, but you just be the brains, be the, the inside getting the employees what they need. And like, you know, make sure everything is flowing and going. So now we have employees, which is great. So we have somebody to do like little, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, like the operations, the marketing, and then 
helping me with product development. So thankfully we have that now. Um, but he, he's oversees everything. So I'm very grateful for him. That's really good. You know, obviously you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a CEO. And on top of that, you're one of beauty's biggest influencers. How do you manage all those hats? I don't know. Like I wish I had like, this I'm answer. just an influencer and I feel overwhelmed. I wish I, 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 you know what? I, I schedule myself, um, Mondays and Fridays. I do Dominique cosmetics. I'm just go to the office. I strictly do that. Okay. And then Tuesday through Thursday, I film content and do sponsorships. I let everybody know like, Hey, don't bother me on these days. Cause these are my Dominique days or these are my filming, filming days. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my son, he is in, he's actually switching schools cause we're moving. We just bought a house. Um, actually that's kind of huge. Is that like, no, it really, you know, what's crazy. I didn't bring it up because I didn't know if you have shared it yet. I haven't yet. You have it. Well, I kind of teased it. You teased teased it. it, Yeah. But you guys, you're moving. Congratulations. How do you feel? I'm so happy that I'm not going to be able to move anymore. And I have my home here in California that I know is mine. I'm officially like a Californian. That is crazy. Congratulations to you, you, your husband, your family. You know, I feel like that's a goal of everyone to be able to buy your dream home and for you to do it. It must feel amazing. It is. It's a dream come true. I never thought I would actually live out here. When I I came out here for Gen Beauty one year before I was with them, they invited me to come out, and I came with one of another influencer from Houston, and I we were getting like a matcha latte, and we were in this. I think we were at um, uh, it's a very popular place. It's like a cafe. Oh, is it that green something? Um, I've seen every. I've never been. You guys are. I've seen all the LA influencers post it. Yeah, I I think it's like. What I is forget it called? the name, but it's something, I know green comes it's to mind. It's something green. But, the logo, um, I think, is even green, right? Yes. I know what you're talking about. I forget now because I never go there. But when I was there sitting, I was like, I wish I could live here one day. Like, that would be crazy, but I would love it. And I'm here. I have a house and I'm not moving. And you're I'm- living the damn dream. And that is something to be, you know, proud of. Like, I feel like a lot, like a, we, we try to downplay our success a lot of the time, but this is a big accomplishment that I would be screaming out of the top of my lungs. Like, cause that's amazing. Especially, you know, moving from Texas to here, I'm sure you, at one point you're like, Oh, there's going to be a point in my life where I'm going to have to move back to Texas. Oh, for sure. Did that ever like cross Always, your mind? Every day until I realized that I could do it. Um, so yeah, I, I was ready to, I had, luckily I had my house back there that my family was taking care of, but I for sure thought I would have to move back, but now we just rent it out and that's another form of income, which is great. And, um, yeah, I'm so glad I took that risk. And I'm glad you did too, because look at you, like you're Kristen motherfucking Dominique. (laughs) And, and I say that with so much respect because you're someone in the industry that I look up to and that I've watched for so many years. So I'm so proud of everything that's happening to you today, tomorrow, or wherever's going to happen to you. And I'm so happy. So obviously being in this industry for 10 plus years, you know, I feel like it's crazy to think about like, damn, I've been creating content for that long. Do you ever feel the pressures of, you know, being on social media, especially in a rapid changing industry? It's changing like every five minutes. Literally. I, I'm like, yes, it, it is. It is crazy. It's stressful. And there was a point where I'm like, do I have to move back at this point? I know I'm out here. I've been out here for a while, but should I move back? Um, but no, I, you have to evolve. Yeah. And I, I evolved. Like I'm now, I feel like 
TikTok and Instagram are where it's at. And that's where my, I have like a new following growing and it's like, oh shoot. So it's continuing. I mean, YouTube... I'm not going to say RIP because I still do little videos here and there, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's not. It is really difficult to grow on YouTube now. Thankfully, we know we have our following or whatever, but the views, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard tough. to keep up, especially because I feel like everyone's spending their time on TikTok. They're not on there. They're not on there at all. They're not watching. You almost have to make a big announcement or something to even get the views. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like when I first started, my favorite, which it still is, I feel like forever, I'll Mine forever too. be like a YouTube person. Mm-hmm. Like I love YouTube and I feel like that was the only way people were able to connect. understand me yes. and connect me on a different level. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I was doing little TikTok, I was doing Instagram little videos, but they uh-huh. wouldn't see my personality or they see the pictures, but they wouldn't really see who, who Alanized is. And I feel like YouTube changed my life in that way but I feel like now it's like girl we gotta go on TikTok we gotta do this there's so many apps to keep up with where I'm like girl it's so hard it's a lot it's a lot it is a lot but you know I I just started getting back into YouTube recently and um let's see where it goes I I still have my family on there I feel like people were like oh my god I used to watch you when I was you know you know elementary or middle school and I'm like (laughs) I get that you know what's so crazy I've been getting that a lot lately (laughs) And I'm like, damn, it makes me feel like, okay, first of all, why just stop? I'm like, what do you mean I used to? No, because you know what's funny? I'll catch people even in person. Oh my God, I used to watch you. And I'll be like, you used to? Okay, so tell me why not now. Yeah, like I want to know what's changed. Obviously, I feel like people grow up, you know, like they grow out of the content. Because I do have people that be like, oh my God, I used to watch you and I just started watching you again. I love how far you've gone in your journey. I've loved how you've evolved or like you're such a happier person now. But it's crazy because... I, as a creator, you don't really think about the people that stop watching you because no. you think that they, they're, they're, they're always, there. you know what I mean? Like, but they're not, but they're not They grow up. They, a lot of my girls are in like college. They're, they don't got time to they watch you they, they have, have lives. kids. Yeah. Like if anything, they're on TikTok now, or if they're going to go on a long form video, like YouTube, they're, they're watching lifestyle. Yeah. They want to see more than what they can learn easily on another platform. They want to relate. They want to relate to you. I feel like that's the difference in the industry now. I feel like back then it was very tutorial. It was very teach people something, but I feel like the, now the audiences want to feel some type of comfort, some type of relationship, exactly. like not just like teach me how to do this. Cause I had a lot of those around yeah. like teaching how to do an eyeliner. I yeah. barely even knew how. But yeah. now it's like, no, we want to know what you're doing, what you're going to do tomorrow. Yeah. What's up with you? Why are you crying? Why are you sad? Everything. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot. But ya para terminar la entrevista, I want to know where you see yourself in the next five years. I want to be a household name. I want to be in everyone's bathroom makeup bag. I want to simplify your routine and I want to create the products to do it. Yeah. And that's just what I want. And I want to just be relaxed. I want to yeah, like, enjoy it. I, I mean, just want to be on a vacation somewhere. Yeah. like Without having to worry about no, anything. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I have to post this. Like, I just want to just be happy, relaxed and loving life. And you will. And you know, your makeup, your makeup products are going to do amazing, more amazing that they're, than they're already doing. And Kristen Dominique is going to be a, you know, house name. Thank you. And, and I want it to be in your house too. So I brought you a bag yes. of 
all our new stuff. You guys, I'm so excited. Cuando la vi entrando con eso, dije, I hope it's for me. Ah, yes, As soon as I saw you. you come in with this, you guys, aquí tenemos un poquito de todo. I'm going to show you guys a, a little, little bit, bit of everything. everything. Aquí tenemos a palette, which I love neutral palettes. Like, can yes. I just say, I hate the people that be like, oh, no, they're neutral. I have like 30. I love it. Give me I more. only have like one colored palette, if I'm being honest. Yes. All my palettes are like neutral. neutrals. I love them. They're easy. Like, I'm not going to go out there and wear a blue eyeshadow every single day. I no. need the neutral. So this is her essential palette, you guys. Tenemos muchas cosas que yo honestamente, I'm gonna go ahead and do a full, a little full face ah! of Kristen Dominique on my TikTok. Thank so you. keep on the lookout for that. So thank you so much for the goodies and the gifts and thank just you for, for your having time. me. Honestly, I am honored to be here on your show, your podcast. Um, I listened to you. I listened to Jenica's last one. What inspirational people and you have me here. So thank you so much. I am so glad that you, you know, accepted to be here. Can I just say when I actually DM'd you, I was like, I'm going to send her the DM, get off my phone. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God. Cause I, I get, I'm scared of people saying no. Yeah. Cause I've had people say, yeah. you know, no, thank you. Not my vibe. Not what I want to do. And when you said yes, I was like, oh my fucking God. So when you said that you had this week to, you know, do it, I was like, let's oh. do it. Let's make it happen. You guys, I'm moving literally tomorrow out of Orange County. When I saw that, I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and do this before I leave. I literally leave tomorrow. I'm like, I don't care what I'm doing. I came in here with rollers in my hair. I sent him a photo. I'm like, I'm coming no matter what. If I'm, if I'm in my pajamas, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be here for you. And I I'm so honored to be here. And I'm honored to have you here. So with that being said, you guys, I hope you guys really enjoyed today's podcast, today's, you know, little chat with Kristen, Dominique, and myself. Porque yo sé que yo en verdad Thank you once again for coming. Thank you. And if you guys want to go ahead and follow Kristen, I will leave all her socials down below as well as on the screen. And also don't forget to follow me so you guys won't miss any future episodes. And with that being said, once again, thank you. And thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, Bye. guys.